Hey there, this is episode 24 of the Balance 5 podcast, the ultimate guide to appealing health insurance denials. Welcome to the Balance 5 podcast, where we talk about balancing intentional debt payoff, saving money, and actually living your life. I'm your host, Raylia, small business owner, wife, girl mom, nonprofit co-founder, and money nerd. This is an audio version of the Balanced 5 blog, because I know how hard it is to find time to sit down and read literally anything. Instead, you can get quick bits of money knowledge on the go. I want to help you learn to control your money instead of letting your money control you. Let's get started. Hey guys. Is anyone else just ready for this month to be over? Uh, It's been a very long month or so around this household. Uh, My car died. My daughter was in the hospital with a cold. Like, her body completely overreacted and it was just a cold. She also had a tooth infection and lost her very first tooth, which was kind of exciting. And now we just found out that our five-month-old puppy needs ACL repair surgery. She didn't have an accident or anything. She is just a psycho running around too fast. So it's been a lot going on around here. But luckily, I have not had to appeal any health insurance denials lately. I do, however, have a lot of experience doing this. For some reason, our insurance just hates random things. Like, I don't even know how to describe it. They just decide, you know, we're not paying for physical therapy anymore. Or, you know, that thing that is normally covered is not covered now. So I'm used to putting together appeal letters to our insurance company, and I wanted to share some of the knowledge I've gained through that process with you. So if you appeal a health insurance denial correctly and promptly, you have a chance of getting the equipment or procedure covered. Many times, health insurance companies automatically deny anything that isn't routine. So it's up to the patient or the patient's parent to be persistent and get coverage by appealing the denial. Uh, We've gone through this a lot with my daughter when we request coverage for new equipment. Um, she, She has a, it's called a standing frame. So basically it puts her in a standing position and allows her body to uh, like strengthen her bones and her muscles from being in that standing position. She can't stand independently. So this machine equipment helps her. I submitted two different appeals for that because our insurance kept denying it just because it has the feature of allowing her to basically enter the, the equipment in a seated position and then, you know, you pull a lever and it stands her up that seated position benefit was for some reason a weird sticking point for insurance. They only wanted to cover equipment models that, 
you enter in a prone or laying down position. It was a really, really weird way to deny it. And so I, I was able to get it covered eventually. It took over a year though. And so I just want you to know that this is a thing. And if you have an insurance denial, you can appeal it and you can probably get it covered. You just have to be that big pain in the butt that they don't want to deal with. I do recognize that the time and mental energy needed to fight a huge operation may be beyond your abilities, especially during times of stress, though. Like, I've been there, which is why I created this guide to help make the process a bit easier. So, no shame in acknowledging that you just can't fight this. Maybe you go without the treatment or the equipment or the medication. I mean, it's unfortunate but sometimes you have to prioritize your mental health and maybe you just don't have it in you right now to fight a huge company for necessary medical care. Like the American healthcare system is seriously messed up and it needs a huge overhaul, but this is what we have to deal with. So you have to adapt to what's going on and you have to learn how to play within the the rules, I guess, like what is out there right now for you as a health care consumer. And to write the blog post that goes with this podcast, I interviewed Mary Thompson, an amazing occupational therapy, uh, occupational therapist with 26 years of experience. She now works for a rehabilitation provider, appealing health insurance denials for their clients. So over the last four years, she has learned a lot about appeals and dealing with insurance. She's an amazing resource for this topic. So I totally picked her brain to put together the blog post. Some quick tips for appealing health insurance denials. First up, take notes. Keep a log of everyone you talk to when you contact your health insurance provider. So for every call, you should write down the representative's name, the representative's title, um, because sometimes you might get transferred to like a supervisor or somebody else along the food chain. Write down the date and time of the phone call and what was discussed and what you were told. If you have the representative's email address, send a quick email after the phone call. Summarize what was discussed and lay out your interpretation of the next steps or what is needed. And this will help reduce the chances of miscommunication and cover you if there is a disagreement about the call later. Uh, it's also important to remember that mm, I would say most of the time calls to customer service with your insurance company are recorded for quality purposes. And so If there is a disagreement, you may be able to access those call logs and um, have the insurance company evaluate what was said. Okay, the next quick tip is to pay attention to deadlines. There are deadlines throughout the appeal process. If you're trying to get coverage for an expensive item or treatment, missing a deadline by a single day is enough for the insurance company to continue denying coverage. Usually, you have 30 to 60 days from the date of the denial to submit your appeal. 
The exact appeal process varies by the health insurance provider, so it's important to figure out the specific steps you need to take and when to take them. So you can contact your health insurance provider to find out those details as soon, and you should contact them as soon as you get a denial letter. If other steps are required, such as a second appeal, there will be additional deadlines to watch for. So you should always create a reminder on your calendar for the appeal deadlines. The next quick tip is to organize Develop a filing system for insurance-related documents so you can find exactly what you need when you need it. You should keep an exact copy of every single letter you send to your insurance company. So I just print out two copies. Uh, when someone in your family is medically complex, I highly recommend investing in a scanner and storing the documents electronically just to cut down on how much paper you have in your house. You can use cloud storage like Google Drive or Dropbox as a backup in case your hard drive crashes. Like you should never ever save a single copy of anything important to your computer's hard drive. Always back it up to the cloud. Whether your files are paper or electronic, keep them organized in a way that makes sense to you. So my electronic files are categorized categorized by a topic like appeals, receipts, travel, education, etc. and then by year. I also use the search feature of File Explorer on my Windows computer to find what I need. I create file names that are as descriptive as possible and include the month or date. So a file would be called like 21. 09, so September of 2021, and then something like, you know, um, physical therapy, billing, statement, or you make it as descriptive as you can because when you go to appeal or look back at those documents in, you know, a year, you're not going to remember exactly what you called it, but you can search for physical therapy. Quick tip, uh, cover yourself. When physically mailing letters to your insurance company, always request a tracking number for the the envelope that you mailed. So you'll probably want to go into, like, actually go into the post office and mail it with whatever fancy tracking they have. You may need to later prove that it was mailed before the deadline, and it's nice to know when or if it is actually delivered. You have no control over the postal system, so proving you mailed the document before the deadline covers your bases. That's super important if you are actually mailing the letter in. When faxing your insurance company, you can use a free service like Fax Zero. You basically just upload a PDF file of, to the website of your document and confirm that you want to send it via email. The service will then send an email when the fax has been successfully sent. So this is what I do 99% of the time. Faxes are faster and you get that confirmation email. Another quick tip, do your research. To effectively fight a denial, you must know what your health insurance policy will and will not pay for. Ask for specifics of the denial, like when you get that denial letter, call and ask for more details, but also request the policy related to the requested coverage. 
So it may be helpful to find out if Medicaid covers the specific service or equipment you are trying to get. Even if your health insurance provider doesn't follow all the Medicaid rules, you have some justification in your appeal if the U.S. government covers whatever that thing is. So some health insurance companies do basically just follow the Medicaid rules and some don't. You need to find out what your specific company does. And your last quick tip, remember that health insurance is a business. Health insurance companies are businesses and their purpose is to make money. They're not really trying to help people. Don't expect a lot of sympathy or altruism. Of course, great people are working for these companies, but the overall goal of the insurance company is to turn a profit. And this is one of the areas where our country's healthcare system is so messed up. This leads to a lot of denials on the first attempt. The less they have to cover, the more money they make. So a lot of, okay, I'm not going to speak in specifics, but it is possible that your health insurance company will deny something right off the bat as a matter of routine, just because they are hoping that you won't appeal it. Now let's go over the basic process for appealing health insurance denials. First, request coverage for a service or equipment. Your provider, who could be a doctor or a therapist, etc., will submit the required paperwork to get a pre-authorization before the service or the paperwork required to bill insurance after the service. So when you receive a bill from a healthcare provider, make sure that the charges are appropriate and legitimate. You can request an itemized statement so that you can review every single charge. Uh, just a quick example of why you should do this. When I had my second daughter, I attempted a vaginal birth after a cesarean succession with my first daughter. So I did have a room to labor in, but I ended up needing um, an emergency C-section with my second daughter as well. And so I was billed by the hospital for both a vaginal birth and a C-section, which obviously I didn't have both of them because I only had one child with that pregnancy. So requesting an itemized statement gave me that information and allowed me to contact the hospital and get the vaginal birth charges removed from my statement. Number two, receive a denial letter and or explanation of benefits called an EOB. Both the patient, you, and the provider will receive a notification when something is denied. The reason given will probably be vague so you'll get that document from your insurance company. When I talked to Mary, she said that some of the more common justifications are lack of medical necessity, experimental treatment, or they're just an error from the insurance company. If you're lucky, it's just a clerical error, which can be fixed easily, and I'll explain these terms and how to appeal these specific denials later. Step three, call your insurance company. Ask your health insurance company why the denial was issued. They are required to give you more detail, but you have to ask for it. They're not just going to volunteer that information. So put work on appeal on your calendar to make sure that you get around to it and have enough time before the due date. 
So once you get that appeal letter, start working on your, or sorry, once you get the denial letter, start working on your appeal. Inquire whether your health insurance company provides a healthcare advocate, medical social worker, or nurse advocate for their subscribers. And so this person should be able to help you understand your benefits and why the claim was denied. They may also be able to help with the appeal process. Not every insurance company provides this benefit, unfortunately, but if you have that option, take advantage of it. Step four, if the denial is due to a lack of medical necessity, get more information. Ask your health insurance company representative to email you the company policy related to the service or equipment you want to be covered. Getting the correct policy from the company will save you a lot of time so that you don't have to try to find it on your own, uh, but usually you can find that on your health insurance provider's website. So you'll use this information to craft your appeal letter. Quote the policy back to the company to show how it applies to the patient you're advocating for, whether it's your child or yourself. Step five, if the denial is due to a clerical error, contact your provider. The easiest error for the patient to get resolved is a clerical error. When the wrong billing code is used or something similar occurs, all you have to do is call your provider's office, so call the doctor's office, and ask them to resubmit the claim. Once the corrected claim is submitted to the insurance company, it should be approved, but keep an eye on it. Your provider's office can and should handle the resubmission and any associated insurance company correspondence without further involvement from you. You should keep an eye on your EOBs and the bills from the provider's office. Still, you, you have to watch people, but they should be able to do that without any more input from you. Step six, follow the appeal process. If you're going to go forward with an appeal, make sure to ask for the details of the process. The denial letter will detail the appeal process, but clarify the steps with the representative while you have them on the phone. So this is still part of that first phone call that you make to your health insurance company. Make sure to follow the process exactly as detailed and stick to the deadlines. Like You don't want to give them any ammunition for denying your appeal. Step seven, always ask what the next step is. So a, an appeal is not guaranteed to be successful. So you should ask what the next step is if this appeal is denied. And this will let the insurance company know that you're not going away and you will pursue the matter. I don't know if it has any sway over their decision, but I do think it's important to let them know that you're determined to get this covered. Step eight, Follow the process, but don't be afraid to go beyond. When a first appeal is denied, you often have the option to appeal again, and then you may be able to request a medical review. Keep pursuing coverage, especially if it's a crucial service or piece of equipment. Don't give up. Another option is to request an external review, and this moves the appeal outside the health insurance company where a third party makes a decision on the claim. And that could be really helpful if things are getting heated or you have had multiple appeals denied. 
In the most extreme cases, you can always mention your willingness to take the matter to the State Insurance Commission. If you do go that route, exact copies of the letters that you have submitted to your insurance company already will bolster your case, which is why it's so important to keep copies. When you want to pay off debt, but just don't know where to start, I've got your back. The Debt Payoff Planner is a free, downloadable guide that will walk you through three easy, actionable steps to create a customized debt payoff plan. You'll gather all of your debt information, choose a payoff method that works for your life, and create a plan that includes monthly payment amounts. Go to balancedfi.com slash debtpayoffplanner to download now. Why are healthcare claims denied? The first, hopefully, best reason is the clerical errors. So this is the best case scenario where a claim is denied due to a clerical error, either at the provider's office or at the insurance company. Examples of errors include the wrong billing code is used, a date is incorrect, or something else is just entered incorrectly. Once you find out the cause of the denial, you can ask the provider's office to correct the error and resubmit the claim. Usually that will solve the problem and the claim will be processed correctly. A lack of medical necessity. So this phrase is kind of a catch-all euphemism for we don't want to spend the money so we're testing how serious you are about this. Or at least that's my interpretation from my own experiences. Mary did say that this was the primary reason she sees for denying a claim. Since it's a vague reason, it can be hard to know where to start appealing, especially for a layperson. This is where, when you ask for specific information about the denial, including a copy of the insurance of policy that applies. So you can get your insurance company to email you the specific policy. You then need to relate the policy to the patient, show that they meet the conditions outlined, or demonstrate the need for the treatment concerning the policy. Quote the policy in your appeal letter. Again, quote the policy in your appeal letter to show you have done your research and that it applies to the patient. The patient may also need to follow the steps outlined in the benefits policy. Often you have to try and fail other treatments first before something more expensive will be covered. For example, when getting approval for my daughter to try a new epilepsy medication, we had to show that she'd unsuccessfully tried several other medications first. And that process should be outlined in the policy that you get from your provider or from your health insurance company, sorry. You may be able to avoid some of the steps in the appeal process if your provider's office appeals on your behalf. They're not required to and are often too busy to do so, but an appeal from a medical profession can go a long way. A professional explaining why the treatment won't work, why the other treatments that you're supposed to try, why they won't work, can save a lot of time and wasted effort on your part quote-unquote, experimental treatment. When you're told that the denial is due to the treatment being considered experimental, ask for more information. 
Experimental is defined by each insurance company, so you need to know why. A treatment not recognized by the FDA could be experimental, even if it's the best course of action in other countries. Your health insurance company could also decide there isn't, quote-unquote, enough evidence to support using the treatment. The provider's office is a good resource when appealing an experimental denial. Ask for help finding research published in accredited medical journals to bolster your appeal. So when you write that appeal letter, quote, published peer-reviewed medical studies to back you up. Out-of-network denials. So each health insurance company has its own network of providers. The doctor you see isn't guaranteed to be in network, so it's important to check coverage before making the appointment in the first place. It's much better to find out before the treatment has been started. And that will also allow you to appeal the denied reauthorization rather than appealing the health insurance denial. You'll likely have to pay for out-of-network treatments if appealing after the fact. So if you're lucky, your policy's out-of-network plan will pay a portion of the bill, but it may not pay anything. Some plans will even cover out-of-network providers the same as in-network providers, especially in rural areas. So that's why it's important that you understand your health insurance plan. Health insurance is more likely to cover emergency expenses for out-of-network providers. Unexpected, time-sensitive treatments can't always be performed by an in-network provider, and so that's a good basis for an appeal if that's what happened. Let's go over writing your appeal for a health insurance denial. First, identify the patient. In addition to including the date of the appeal letter so that you have proof that you are appealing before the deadline, make sure to list the patient's first and last name, patient's address, the name of the person appealing if you're not the patient, your insurance ID number, patient's date of birth, provider name, and date of service if it has already occurred. The treatment or equipment is reasonable and necessary to improve, prevent, or stabilize the condition. Know that the treatment doesn't necessarily have to improve the situation to be reasonable and necessary. Preventing a decline or complication or stabilizing a current condition that isn't going to change is enough. So the GMO settlement, and there's a link in the show notes if you want to research that more. It's actually pretty interesting. Uh, The GMO settlement ruled that improvement isn't a necessary condition of a reasonable and necessary treatment. So I recommend researching how this applies to your specific situation and then using that knowledge in your appeal letter. But basically it says that you don't necessarily, like absolutely have to improve not regressing or declining is enough to justify the treatment. The treatment will facilitate the approach or approximation of a milestone or building block. For pediatric patients, point out that the child needs the treatment to make gains towards age-appropriate milestones. Even if the child never actually reaches that goal, improvement is important. 
The treatment facilitates communication of wants and needs of the patient. When you can't communicate your wants and needs, there's a high chance they won't be met. Any treatment that assists in this process should be justifiable. The treatment improves the patient's ability to get their basic human needs met. Anything that affects a person's ability to care for themselves or impacts another person's ability to care for the patient is reasonable. Denying these treatments can drift into areas of neglect and abuse in the worst case scenarios, so you should be able to get coverage. Next, show who the patient is. Go out of your way to humanize the patient as much as possible. Use their first name and mention how the denied service or equipment is or could improve their life and include photos of cute young patients. You want the people at the insurance company to see you and your family as real people, not just a claim. If you can, send a short video. It's powerful to actually see the real person involved. And if you can't send a video, definitely include a photo, at least. Involve the provider. I always like to get a letter of medical necessity from the provider. And that letter will have more medical information and carry more weight with the insurance company. So make sure to include the letter with your appeal letter. I've had really good luck just calling the doctor's office and asking, can this doctor write a letter of medical necessity for this treatment? And they can crank that out pretty quickly for you to include. A really great provider with a fully staffed office may even file the appeal on your behalf if you're lucky. So some tips for appealing health insurance denials before the service are when you're planning an expensive procedure or medical purchase, it's always a good idea to have the provider's office ask your health insurance provider if a pre-authorization is required. And this is an approval process that occurs before conducting the service or ordering the equipment. If a pre-authorization is denied, you can appeal using the strategies outlined here. An appeal is more effective if it comes from the provider's office, but there isn't always time for that. So I know from personal experience that patient appeals can also be approved. Then some key takeaways from my experience. Be proactive. As much as you can, Anticipate what treatment, therapy, surgery, or equipment you or your child will need ahead of time. It takes forever to get expensive things approved, ordered, scheduled, and implemented. And it's less stressful to start the process early before it becomes critical. Like when your kid outgrows their wheelchair but has to squeeze into the old one for months while waiting on the new one. So as soon as you think your child's entering the upper limits of that wheelchair, get started on the process of getting a new one, even if it, they don't need it quite yet. Be persistent. Your tenacity is probably the most important factor in whether a claim is approved. Giving up guarantees failure. When I was talking to Mary, she said, so many people just can't. And they can't continue fighting, they can't invest the time required, 
or they can't overcome their depression or anxiety to get the job done. And I get that. Trust me. Unfortunately, successful appeals of health insurance denials often depend on being able to do these things. I really wish I could refer you to a resource that walks you through the appeal process and really holds your hand, but I don't know of such an organization. The Patient Advocate Foundation, which is linked in the show notes, does look promising though, so check it out if you need more assistance. In my own life, I have filed multiple successful appeals on my daughter's behalf. I've written second appeal letters and requested a medical review. I know how hard all of this is and how much mental energy it takes. Just remember that you can do this, especially when it's really important. To recap, to appeal a health insurance denial, you need to first request coverage, receive the denial, call your insurance company, get more information, contact your provider, follow the appeal process, ask what the next step is, and escalate if you need to. So what should you do next? (laughs) Pin this blog post on Pinterest or save it somehow, especially if you have a medically complex family member. Some people are lucky enough to never need an appeal, but many do, even when it's a routine procedure. So it's better to be prepared. <laughs> 